is the Shed Dogs. Dogs, dogs. We're back in the shed again for another challenging episode. So, so I'm not even going to try to take out those echoes. I don't care how much they annoy you. We're back. <laughs> Come along for the ride. I don't know what we're even going to talk about, but we'll enjoy it. Hopefully you do too. Going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get underway. So KJ, did you ever have a chance to watch any of that uh, Beatles stuff? Yes, I watched the Beatles thing that they were doing for the concert. I didn't watch a lot of it. How many episodes were there? There were three episodes, and what was the average length of the episode? Oh, Two and a half hours? Yeah, they were yeah I think I got halfway through the first one. Which okay. It was great. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- this segment, by the way, is for Haley of Montreal. Is it? Yeah, she likes McCartney, doesn't she? <laughs> and did you watch McCartney? One, two, three, three. two, one, one, no, two, three. three two. Yeah, hmm. sorry, I did. Okay. And oh, will we not then? No, let's do it for Haley. Because <laughs> that's really funny. Because you had sent a note on that one saying the interviewer guy was not very great. Rick Rubin. Let me just emphasize, he was really super, very not very great. He was just terrible. Wasn't it funny? Like oh. he'd say. I really like the groove here. Like he'd had the most simplistic of possible comments. And in a way, that's what you needed, right? Because you Is don't. Is this 321 or the other? Yeah, yeah, McCartney 321. You don't really want the interviewer painting pictures. You want McCartney painting the pictures. Uh, from that perspective, he was annoying. I found him annoying, but I found that his lack of input, his simplistic thinking on things, by the way, I would have simplistic thinking as well if I was the interviewer. Oh, I wouldn't. I'd be a rocking genius. Yeah, no, I'd be. I really like how the bass came in there, right? <laughs> that, that would be yeah, exactly. my little gems of wisdom, and that's what this guy was like. Yeah. Right? Could we hear the Ringo part again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that, I did find that guy irritating, but the one thing I really was just blown by, actually... I, th- I can't remember if McCartney was an executive producer for that one or not. Like I think his, he was. His money went in. This is his And Rick Rubin was as well. Thing. So I think the two of them were largely them calling the shots on how it was filmed and everything. But I got to say, when they when he used the mixing board to isolate the bass lines for some of those old songs, oh, yeah. I couldn't believe the stuff he was playing. And he said himself, you know, I don't know what I was doing here. Any other sensible person would have done this more easily. Because he's playing bass lines that are just going across four and five octaves and back and forth and <laughs> up and down. For what's really a simple song, it's buried underneath there somewhere. You're probably aware of it as a listener, but only subconsciously. It's really, really complicated stuff that he's playing. Right. And he's just doing it. He just made it up. For example, on While My Guitar Gently Weeps, they, you know, George Harrison's kind of amazing piece with actually Eric Clapton plays guitar on that. They turn the guitar completely off and all that's left is Paul on bass, maybe Ringo on drums and Paul's listening to it. Cause it, like the cool thing about this is it's kind of like Paul's hearing these for the first time, you know, it's so long he's forgotten. And he's just winging a whole new tune. That's got nothing to do with while my guitar <laughs> gently sleeps. Yeah. It's like two songs in the same song. Yeah. And he almost starts making up words and singing a melody that's different from the bass that that song could have been, that would have been a, a hit. Yeah. So yeah. it is, it's really fascinating. I mean, McCartney pulls it off without seeming like he's really super full of himself. You know what I mean? No. Which is good. 
And he does seem quite often sort of thinking, man, the stuff I did when I was young was nutty. Like that's a lot of the presentation. He, he can't believe some of the stuff that he did and that they did just more or less because they could, they didn't even really think about, should they, was it a good thing to just, I can do this. So I'm going to do this. He comes off as a Beatles fan. Yeah. Like yeah. he's going, wow, that's so cool what yeah. that. And which he has in common with uh, Caroline, the third thing that I wanted us to watch. And I don't know if you saw I any of those. They call me Caroline. She looks like she's about 25 years old. She's probably a music major. She knows quite a bit about music, but not, she's no expert really. And she doesn't paint herself as one. But she'll, from time to time, pause the music and turn to a keyboard and he's, yeah. she'll say, you see what they did there? And she can play it out and stuff. But she's she's hearing these for the first time. And I think it's legit. You know, these things can be set up. These yeah. first hearing videos could be set up. But I can just tell from reading the whole thing that she's pretty well legit. She said her parents just didn't play the Beatles. Yeah. Right. And she, whatever method of bringing her up, I think she just simply was not exposed to the Beatles. So she gets to listen to all these albums for the first time. And I find that I'm getting that first time response to it. When I'm watching them, it kind of brings chills to me. Like I'm thinking that I'm hearing it from the first time huh. as well. Plus she's pointing out a bunch of stuff that I just yeah. kind of never noticed. Yeah. And then she's pointing out the same kind of stuff that Paul McCartney was pointing out. Like, so she's picking up on things. He's picking up on things. It's kind of cool to watch from yeah. that perspective. Yeah. It's the same as those Rick Beato videos, same well, sort of thing. He points out all kinds of stuff that you, you would never notice. And once he points it out, you re recognize, geez, yeah, it was right there the whole time. Yeah. I just never perceived that. It just wasn't yeah. what my brain was listening to. You yeah. Know? It's really cool. I love the Asia video. Oh yeah. Man, I didn't watch such that one. detail in that, eh? That uh, was about a one hour video, Steely Dan on the making of Asia. Hmm. And also the, how they worked in the studio, all the, that they had a new band every almost like from today to tomorrow, they have a whole new studio musicians set up with the two guys, right? Yes. Just incredible. And the two guys sat there beside each other. They're talking about how things worked and they're basically finishing each other's sentences. Yeah. It's just so you could see how, oh, that's how these guys worked so well across yeah. all these albums. It was odd. I didn't think they liked each other very much, actually. Like, from from watching the video? Yeah, just I thought they were kind of cold to each other, but I guess they've probably been apart for a long time and they come back together to do this thing. But And also that they were so young when they were doing it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, the subject matter of some of the songs, and you just think, holy shit, these guys were going places and the music was just way ahead of its time it's amazing to watch mm. and uh the two are quite different as well fagan he's the main lyricist i think he does more of the singing and the other guy i forget his last name now but he yeah he plays guitar sue and i had the the luxury of watching them live at the beacon theater in new york because they do a one-week run every summer so we were there and went and watched them and by that point, the guitarist guy was quite old and it's almost like he got, you know, kind of pushes himself forward for two solos all night long. And otherwise they had some <laughs> other guitarist playing. Um, and he, he has since passed away. Oh, has he? I think that I saw him at Washington State University, the 
a concert where I got busted for pot. You were you were at a Steely Dan concert? No, it was Procol Harum. This guy. Oh, and here's the lead guitarist from Steely Dan, and he played. Well, that might have been Jeff Skunk Baxter, because he played that. I think that. Okay, was... so it wasn't the guy that we watched then. Right. Right. Okay. And Jeff Skunk Baxter stopped playing studio guitar for a while, became a really right wing guy and a commentator and a Republican guy, and yeah. So what, but he, was he sort of a regular in the band? In the first few albums. Oh, okay. And that lead that you're talking about, that's from Can't Buy a Thrill, that album. Yeah. I'm and that, that was their first big hit album. Who, who spent the last year's Rocky Mountain Way? Oh, Joe Walsh. Doobie Brothers. Doobie Brothers. Oh, Procol yeah. Harum and the Doobie Brothers, and he played with the Doobie Brothers. Gotcha, gotcha. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Gary Brooker of Procol Harum died about three weeks ago. The, mm. the voice, the lead huh. guy. Oh, Wider shade of pale. Holy Dinah. The one thing that I take away from all of these, this whole stream of stuff, is how completely ignorant I was back in the day of, uh, these guys are really accomplished musicians. Mm-hmm. Like, I just didn't really get that when I was a teenager and, you know. Oh, yeah. Buying these albums and you just, so it's a rock band. Like, they practiced in their garage for quite a while, you know. like I know. Didn't realize they're really highly skilled musicians. They're not just fooling around. They're talking about For chord sure. structures and changes and shifts and all kinds of stuff that yeah, yeah. I never even imagined at all. Yeah. So I was expecting somebody to ask me about the plywood in here, especially you, Skin. What's the deal with all this plywood? Oh, you what? Know what? It? It, oh, look, some of it's three quarter inch. Let me tell you, it just didn't. Even, I just there's always tons of stuff, wood and pieces of lath and baseboards and firewood and sculptures in progress. Just a bunch of wood. Actually, what? Rich, when you said uh, uh, the foosball table is three quarter inch, I was going to segue right into this, <laughs> but I, I refrained from it. So, KJ, I can't help but notice there's a whole whack of plywood of various dimensions stacked all around the walls in here i think rj just mentioned what's going on well let me tell you well tell us i mean quit withholding we're waiting well get on with it the story starts with uh lucy's going to new york in october to be a part of the uno festival which is the one person show festival okay i've never heard of this before uno makes sense makes sense those new yorkers they're so smart aren't they (laughs) clever spanish harlem (laughs) imaginative and um she's going with her show dissolved about the date rape drug which is a very good show which we've seen yeah and apparently the deal is if you sell 50 tickets to your show you get another show that's the deal oh you just keep playing as long as you can sell 50 and i think it goes over two weeks or something i i think you can get a maximum of eight shows something like that so anyway geez that sounds sort of cutthroaty doesn't it like she's got to pay her cost to get there and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, she? yeah. And I think it's whoever her production company is, whoever produces that to start with. And it's, you know, good press and all that. But you you got to imagine there's going to be hundreds, if not thousands, of applicants, right? And so it's just weeding out the chaff. Who's weeding out? Like, is she already made the weed? She's, she's in? She, she's in. So they got that. So th- obviously wow. there's a presentation and probably a video or something. I, I don't know how that works. Wow. So anyway, my financial partner, Susan of East Van, had planned to do the Camino mm-hmm. somewhere in the fall mm-hmm. and had to switch her plans because she's got to go to New York now. 
And of course, she's going to get all her family in Toronto to go to New York as well, just to bump up those numbers. Bump up the numbers. Right? Nah. I'm going to get um, uh, bartender Andrew to talk oh, it nice. up. To, yeah, nice. Get some locals in there, <laughs> Gavin. So anyway, back to the plywood. Susan switched her Camino trip to May the eighth of this year. You're coming right up. It was a little bit iffy even five days ago because of the COVID numbers, but I think I think she's gone for five or six weeks. So she wanted to sublet her place and she wanted to sublet it to somebody from Bard. Somebody needs to look after her cats. But she would finish the Camino and have to come back and share the house with this person from Bard for the remainder of their gig. And so she says, she said, uh, can you build me a Murphy bed? There's these kits, don't you know, from <laughs> Lee Valley. And our good friends, Barb and Dave, built one. I saw that one uh, yellow sticky on the bigger board saying mattress support. There you go. So is all this wood, did this come from Lee Valley or you had to cut it? Yeah, you got to cut it. So I talked to Dave. He has a table saw. He says, come on over. So I realized that at Home Depot and Lowe's, they cut it for you. First three cuts for free and then a dollar a cut after that. Do you know how much work that saved me? A lot. Holy macaroles. Because you didn't have to carry it, carry it back, get rid of the waste. You didn't have to do any of that stuff. Holy schnicky titty twos. So anyway, this is a horizontal Murphy bed. Not the stand-up one that was in here that would come yeah. down like that and your head would go against that wall. This is a horizontal that goes sideways. Oh, right, right. Because she's got a slope in the yeah. bedroom where it's going and it has to be under that. So anyway, those pieces there have the final coat of paint on them. And I'm, I got some more final coats to do on other pieces, but uh, she goes in in the next uh, three or four days. It's quite the little project, boy. It looks like it. Like There's the a lot clearances of are, oh, like everything is rather precise. Oh, so I've been using the drill press. Oh yeah. Do they give you like some hinge hardware for? Yes, and the the piston, you know, the... Oh, right, right, yeah. Danger, danger, danger. This thing can blow up. Right, and but when it falls down, it kind of goes, comes down gently. Yeah, and you, cool. it doesn't work without the mattress in it because the mattress actually is the weight. It's the counterweight. Right. Yeah. Wow. And this can injure a small child if used in the wrong way. Whoa, because when it comes down, it encounters resistance. It just keeps going. Well, no, but when you you got to attach it to the wall. Yeah. If it's not attached, that thing will come down like a guillotine, oh. right? The whole cabinet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Anyway, that's uh, that was the story of the plywood. That's a pretty good story, actually. And uh, we'll have to put a picture in, I think. On the same note, I don't think I told you guys, but uh, I was invited to L.A. with Schmigadoon. You did not tell you us. Did not that. tell us. No, uh, for the Emmys because the Emmys are coming up, right? The last one was the SAG nominating. Committee. Is it a similar thing where you guys make a presentation? Exactly the same. Thirty-five minute uh, question and answer. <laughs> so I I invited Dylan. And I think he's he's going to start a new job. I don't think he'll be available because it's also in the middle of the week. It's the one in New York was on a Sunday night because half the cast was on stage. But don't you know they canceled L.A. and we're, I'm going back to New York. Woohoo! So the Emmys 
just this presentation is going. I, the Emmys are no, no, but I mean the presentation has been moved to New York. Yeah. So whoever needs to watch it will fly themselves to New York from probably from L.A. because the Emmys are kind of based out of Los Angeles. Right? Yeah, yeah, and the Schmega Dune cast is based in New York. They're right. all yeah, all yeah, theater yeah. actors, right? Yeah. So then, will you be in New York overlapping with Uno? No, no, it's in May. It's a month away. And Susan has, if she doesn't do the Camino, she's volunteered to be my extra ticket. So actually, there's a few people. My sister also is, uh, has put her, her name on the list. But bring Skinny down there. Skinny. Don't bring me there. I have dogs to keep. <laughs> Miles to go before I sleep. Anyway, so that's... Uh, <laughs> and my co-star... Oof, that'd be fun. Though. Ariana DeBose won the Oscar. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that's Ariana DeBose. Yeah, really? she's the school teacher, right? Right. I didn't realize that. Only, I saw her speech and I saw everything and I never put two and two together that that was her. I mean, when I went to New York, I didn't know who she was. Yeah, she's fairly new to kind of, like this was her first nomination and first win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And first queer actress to be nominated. And she was a... Uh, Best actress, wasn't that her win? Supporting. Supporting, okay. Yeah, so that's kind of exciting. I bet she won't be at the... Um, oh, too good for you guys now? I think so, at the event. <laughs> but hey, who knows? Maybe she's a down-to-earth type of guy. <laughs> you know, why not get an Emmy on your scorecard? Well, I mean, if you've just recently won an Oscar, you can still get the Emmy and not just have to show up. You just get it. Yeah. Uh, have your man send it over. <laughs> Got to get a URL ticket. It's all just like crazy. When are you doing that? That is starting June 28th for about a month. Right. And it's just one country? No, we decided to go global. It only added 200 bucks per person to just be able to travel anywhere we want in Europe. We're going to be focused on France. We already know we're going to bop into Belgium and Amsterdam. I think we need to see Amsterdam. And then um, also we're looking at the map and we're going to go to Strasbourg, which is in France, even though it sounds like Germany, because it's right on the border with Germany, but it's in France. Uh, yeah. Probably changed hands like five times in the last hundred years. Yeah, it could be. And then also we're going Zurich's right there. <laughs> like It's just crazy how close everything is. So anyway, we'll, we're just going to get global URL tickets that can you can go anywhere in Europe. And for me, Griffin and Sue... And, uh, Oh, Griff's going to go. Griff's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy man. Like he's really into it. So good for him. Just totally looking forward to that. And then he's got a buddy who's getting married next year and they've decided to have the reception at an all things inclusive, inclusive resort in either Italy or Spain. Oh, so Griff gets to travel to Europe two years in a row. So nice for him. Yeah. Uh, are you going to sleep on the train? We don't have plans to. No. And we're doing first class, which is just a little roomier and whatnot. I mean, the, it's not like first class where it doubles your cost. It just adds maybe 20% to the ticket. Yeah, because, I mean, I got to think that most uh, little train trips within a country are pretty short. France is kind of, I mean, obviously France is smaller than BC, but it's still a good size country. Yeah. So train from, for example, Paris down to Marseille at the very south, that's a four hour train. 
Oh, okay. Even though I think it might even be high speed, but it's still yeah four hours. But it's not like it's seven or eight where it'd be nice to just do the night and get sleepers. Yeah, and no. You don't need to do that. No, for us, because we're mostly France, it, yeah. it just makes sense not to do the sleepers. And you want to see the scenery go by. Oh, I can't wait. Now, you, uh, you've been to Europe recently. Well, four years ago now. Yeah, that, to me, that's recent because you, you subtract out COVID. And so it's not... Uh, Yesterday. Yeah. Actually, that was the same time you were in Europe, RJ. Does it feel recently to you? In the UK. <laughs> in the UK. Well, you no, know. No, it's Europe now, it's but not, it was the UK then. Back then. <laughs> nope, the other way around. The other way around, yeah. yeah. Uh, were you in France much at all or no? No, I was in Lyon for a week. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, and that was it. Because that's I, an old friend that you visited yeah. there. Yeah. I highly recommend Lyon. It's a place to visit if you want to just pick a rando city in France to go to. It seems like whatever random city you pick, there's going to be some amazing chateaus and That's kind of why I like Europe, because there's <laughs> stuff everywhere. Like, yeah, yeah. You can get lots of old in Europe. Yeah. And the exception to that was Ireland. <laughs> this is for Dale of North Van, who never listens he and I have agreed that we're not super interested in doing a cycling tour in Ireland in 2023. And in my case, it's because I went there a thousand years ago as a much younger person and I I was not overwhelmed with wonder hmm. at, at the whole place. Hmm. It's nice and everything, but <clears throat> it's mostly scenic and my feeling is the best scenery in the world is right here hmm. in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I can't wait. We're going to go through Bruges. Yeah. Highly recommend. Amsterdam. Highly recommend Bruges. Tournaments in Nantes, and I'm sure Nantes amazing, but it's not one of the highlights of France as far as, you know, for tourists. So Sue and Griffin will fly in towards the very end of the tournament just to watch me play in the World Cup, be a supporter, you know. Um, but I'll see that, the sights. Never mind supporting. Okay, Dad, go. I'm going to just go down the street and... <laughs> no, they they really wouldn't go to Nantes at all, except for I happen to be playing there. So. Well, yeah, I probably wouldn't either, but I bet you're right. I bet you there's lots of really cool stuff to see there. No doubt. Bet you. Yeah. Bruges, really can't recommend Bruges strongly enough. It's uh-huh. just great. Find yeah. the place where they pipe the beer in to the city. And they, I can't remember the name of it. It's Bruges is a walled town, right? So it's got a really finite amount of real estate in it yeah. and it's got breweries in it. And what the brewers discovered is that in this one case, it's just not worth tying up so much of their land with the brewery. They needed bottling and distribution inside the walls, but they did the brewing. They decided to move that outside the walls and run a pipe into their bottling and distribution center in there wow. i think that's how it went anyway you walk into the place and they have a plexiglass thing on the floor that you can see and they have a section of transparent pipe cool and you can just <laughs> see the beer pipe coming <laughs> the into beer the building pipe. it's really good beer too but uh yeah. the whole thing now mind you we were there in a world cup year and so also will you be i think yeah the foosball world cup no i mean like the <laughs> soccer world oh cup. the other one okay yeah the other one the lesser a lot of people get excited about it. You and I know what's really worthwhile. Well, Canada is there. That's fantastic. Well, and... The I, Canadian men and the Canadian women. We're wandering all over the place, but they they get to be in with Belgium in the first round. 
which is bad news for them because Belgium's favored to win the whole thing. But, you know, conflicting loyalties there. Like, otherwise, I would be rooting for Belgium the whole way. But now Canada's in, and they're in against Belgium in the first round. Right, oh, right. Bummer. Yeah. And where is it? Is it Dubai? Ah, uh, jeez, I just... Qatar. Thank you, RJ. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I just heard it today and drive over here. Cutter. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's their pronunciation guide on MSNBC for sure. But then CBC or whatever, they'll say Qatar, I think. Well, CBC today on the drive over here said Qatar. Oh, okay. There you go. And I thought, I know that, but I don't think I know that. How do you spell that? Yeah. yeah. It's brutal. It's pronunciations keep changing every five years. I think they keep trying to tune them closer and closer to the actual language, but never quite make it. I think it's all about keeping up with the Joneses. It's a cool thing. Did you know that that's our generation? What's that? Keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. We're, not, we're not an XY or Boomer or anything like that. We are the Joneses. Well, there you go. I think we've given our listeners whiplash. Oh, really? I, <laughs> I think over the I've last given several several times, times, Several times over the last Sorry. three minutes. I, no, I think all of us have been doing this. What the hell? The keeping up. Well, I didn't know that. I did it's not just know. been announced, apparently. <laughs> okay. Oh, just well. so you know, so we can dif- differentiate ourselves from the... This just in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are the generation of the Joneses, as in keeping up with. Even that references from our generation. Yeah, like yeah. teletypes and Morse code or... Sorry, RJ, let's get back to the real World Cup. The foosball one. Oh, the foosball one, yeah. I don't know. I've covered that on a previous episode, and uh, it's just that we're now settling in. We're going to buy our year rail passes. We'll have to see if we can arrange a Zoom session while you're over there. Mm-hmm. That'd be a lot of fun. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we could get Sue to do a little live footage while we're playing or something. Yeah, that would yeah. be great. Okay. Now, what else we got? I know I didn't put it on the list, but maybe now's a good time to do the uh, Oscar report. Uh, let's vote yes. Okay, well, it opened with Venus and Serena Williams. They were the first two faces we see. They stand side by side. And they're going to introduce the first song because there's going to do performances of five songs, right? The five nominated songs. Eesh. And there's a movie called King Richard starring Will Smith. You may have heard of him. And he plays the father of Venus and Serena Williams. And so Venus and Serena actually are good performers. Like they were good in front of the mic. And they introduced Beyonce Knowles Carter. I guess that's what Beyonce is going by these days. And Dixon doing a performance in Compton. Yeah. Fresh out of. Yeah. This was awesome. But but I just have to ask, don't they normally have actors? Like, I I don't really pay much attention to the Oscar stuff. Honestly, Mm -hmm. never have really. Mm -hmm. Don't think. Not in the last 30 years or so. But aren't the presenters normally people in the entertainment business as opposed to, say, famous athletes? Exactly. But I mean, since this movie is about... Yeah, they're just introducing the song. Yeah, they're just introducing the song. That's the way it opened. And the song was dreamy. It was Beyonce. And then our hosts show up. Now, our hosts are were excellent. Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and Regina Hall. Now, Amy and Wanda are comedians. They were just spot on perfect pitch perfect throughout the night just mm-hmm. funny the right amount of insults to the audience without making it you know kind of personal or ugly or anything and then regina hall she's an actor she's not really a comedian but she's she's really good 
and she's looking great. And I looked her up and she's 51 years old. And is she the single one? Yes, she's single. Okay. That's right. And I would have thought she's like 32. Yeah. And so much fun with being single. What she did. Yeah, that's right. She, yeah, she pulled up uh, about five guys saying there's, they just had a bulletin saying some people missed the COVID tests. And so she made five guys come out for a backstage COVID test. And every one of the guys is really hot. Right. <laughs> and she's making little side comments and you could just tell that she really just wants to get them backstage. And very, very suggestive and a lot of fun. And, uh, saw some scenes from the hair of the dog. No, wait, it was the power of the dog. That's my little joke, guys. <laughs> Crickets. Sorry. And we got... Uh, well, I don't know what's real and what's not real. I don't... like. Wanda Sykes toured the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures, just a brand new museum. Cost $480 million to build. That was weird, didn't you think? I thought the it was... The tour? I thought it was fine. You, so you watched the whole the whole Oscars mope? No, first hour, I guess. Okay, I thought it was fine. I mean, she said she donated generously, and she wanted to see, to tour <laughs> it, to, to see where her $15 went. <laughs> $15. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the winner of last year's Actress in a Supporting Role, which when I did my review last year, I carried on about Yu Jung Yoon, mm-hmm. uh, Korean actress, probably 65 years old or so. Geez, that seems so recent. That was last year? That was last year. Wow. And she, was, she had a great speech last year. So she came up, because she won last year's Actress in a Supporting Role, she has to she introduce presents. The actor, actor in a supporting role. That's just the way mm. they do it. They pair them up like that. She says, last year I complained about how people pronounce my name, you know, and she's got this endearing manner of speaking. She's just, the audience is on her side, mm. you know, and just laughing and clapping. She says, now I have to read these names and I've looked at them. She's going, please forgive me. <laughs> right. And everyone's just laughing. And then, uh, and then the person that won that one, were you still watching yep. at this point was Troy Kotzer, um, the guy who won Coda, which won best picture spoiler alert and Coda is on Apple TV plus, And it's, uh, apparently an amazing movie about a, a, a deaf couple family and, and family, well, but, it, but the daughter is not deaf. Right. 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 So all that that means, and they showed scenes from this and it just like looks so well acted like Marley Matlin's in there. She seems to be in all these. She plays the mother, but this guy plays the father. He won it. And it was just really moving having, you know, I think it really helped that Yu Jung Yoon introduced it as well. Cause she's so sympathetic to start with, but everyone's applauding, using the uh, ASL applause, which is silent and just kind of doing a jazz hands kind of thing. So it was really cool. And the guy had an amazing speech. So really liked that. Yeah. And she took his Oscar from him so that he could have two hands, right? Yeah. Isn't that interesting that I didn't, I thought she was just confused, but that's what I thought too, but he needed two hands to talk. Of course that makes sense now. I thought, don't take, no, not not now. (laughs) Don't take his Oscar. Um, Dune won a whole bunch of awards for visual stuff. So I hope to see that one day. Nightmare Alley. Every time I saw footage from Nightmare Alley, I'm going, I want to watch that. I love an old carnival look like 1920s carnival. In fact, that series on HBO Carnival, two seasons, amazing to Mm -hmm. watch this. So Nightmare Alley, it's on Disney plus, which we're not subscribing to right now, but I'm going to hope to watch that sometime. 
PJ, I think this is your famous guy, Guillermo del Toro mm-hmm. did it. Yeah. You're not a fan, right? Mm-mm. Yeah. And he did the liquid of water or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that thing yeah. was. Yeah. But I will watch Nightmare Alley just for the visuals. Yeah. It just looks marvelous. The costumes lady, her speech was great because she won for Cruella de Vil, but she has won two Oscars before. So she's like royalty amongst costumers. Uh, her name was Jenny Bevan. Oh. She won for Mad Max Fury Road. She run for Room with a View. What's that, 30 years old now? Uh-huh. Um, and Cruella. And did you know about the controversy with her? What's the controversy? That Disney put out a line of clothing and did not credit her. And it, it's some large percent of the line was right out of the movie. Really? And they didn't credit her. And there was a whole bunch of frou-frou around that. Yeah, those Disney guys. So, and she she mentions it at the beginning, but she's wearing her own thing. Yeah, and so now I would understand what she said. Yeah, she said she that. made sort of references to what had happened, and I think they settled everything. But oh, okay. but it was just really really insulting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you could well imagine, she's a great speaker. And then uh, Amy Schumer, I skipped her monologue, but it was just awesome. Um, she came down at one point from the ceiling as Spider-Man <laughs> and she just got these two tin cans of white yeah. fluid that she's spraying. <laughs> really That's pretty funny. funny. Really funny. She just had no end of great lines. She's saying, I'm going to stay present right up until I black out <laughs> stuff. Just, she just rattles these off and I'm sure she's thought them through and, yeah. but she just does them so well. She's top notch. Uh, Elliot Page presented uh, with Julia Garner and J.K. Simmons. Now, those three were all in Juno, the movie. thing about Elliot Page was he used to be Ellen Page. Yeah. So this might have been his first time kind of in a really prominent kind of introduction, maybe. And then Chris Rock appeared, did a comedy routine. Nothing much interesting there. And then there was the In Memoriam. With Sidney uh, Poitier getting introduced, Tyler Perry talking about Sidney Poitier. Memoriam was awesome, as it was in previous years. Really well done. No Bob Saget, I hear. No. Well, no. <laughs> Didn't Bob Saget die? Yeah. KJ just oh, jumps right in. Oh, you're kidding me. Well, why did they, is there some kind of thing with him? Did he ever make well, a movie? Th- that's right. Did he ever make a movie? No. He's all TV. That's right? why. Yeah, I think that's oh, why. He'll okay. get it at the Emmys. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to ask, in the In Memoriam thing, did it all just go scrolling by faster than any human could ever read? No, it was really well done. Basically, there would be a musical ensemble in the front, and then a curved image at the top, so it wasn't a rectangle. Really beautifully done. Lighting was fantastic. So they would start with like a person, and I think it was Tyler Perry came out and talked specifically about Sidney Poitier. Mm. And then there's that picture up there of Sidney Poitier with his name, and it lasts a long time. And then the singers are going with a kind of a song about remembering, you know, the songs were all relevant to memorials. And then they'd start changing the names, but there was none of this stuff where they would flick, 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 yeah. flick through. Yeah, because it. it used to be the, the lesser fish just went flying by. The big names would get loving attribution and then the lesser guys would just go flying by. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't take great notes, but there were a couple more people who came out and did specific talking about a person. So I think that happened three times and the show was fantastic. Oh, good. 
Yeah. Well done. And nothing, no controversies no, or anything like I'm, that. No, and I'm certainly glad to hear it. Thank you for that, <laughs> actually. I feel like the opinions don't matter that much in a way. The whole thing doesn't matter. I mean, oh, stars don't matter in terms of political opinions. Yeah, just I probably agree with that, but I think movies matter a lot to people. Yeah. But and I think remembering the movies and honoring them, I think it's a good thing. That's why I watch the Oscars every year. And I think this year was done super well. I really, really liked it. I was uh, terribly disappointed in the selection of music. The top five. Oh, really? Yeah, like even the the opening number, Beyonce's number, I thought, oh, snooze fest. Okay, I liked it a lot, but I'm kind of a fan, and I like. Well, I'm the, a fan too. I like the visual, but I, I agree with you on the um, the two. There's two Encanto songs, you know. Yeah. Bore me a river. Yeah. And they're presented rather. The one guy had the butterflies on his suit, and then the other one was in the audience. Of course, uh, Cardi B got into that one but that wasn't a part of the original song but she oh, sort really? of livened up the oh yeah Borgia River is quite good and I didn't like the uh, Billie Eilish what's his name her oh. brother her brother I love her music I love her big hit album and I'm listening to the newer album I think it's pretty good but I don't really like the tune that she did for I don't dislike it it's not an amazing song yeah it's and it's just that those were the songs that were nominated. So yeah. that's the cream but, of the crop. But and, hers won. Oh, is that right? Yeah. For what movie? It's for the 007 film, No oh. Time No Time to Die. Oh, okay. And that's the way the song, the song's titled No Time to Die. And it was commissioned by the right. by Barbara Broccoli, who uh, Billie right. Eilish called out in her thank you speech. I guess she worked with Barbara Broccoli pretty closely on that. She must be ancient, eh? Yeah. And she was young when the first, I bet. It was her father that produced the first ones, right? Ah. Albert. Yeah. That would be, what, 1962, 63 is when the first yeah, ones was. She was nine. Dr. No. Was she? <laughs> so she's not much older than us, just yeah. as what point I was trying to make there. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <clears throat> I was five in 62. Sue and I watched that one. Have you guys seen the newest uh, James Bond, No Time to Die? I feel like I have. Yeah, I watched I it in New York. I can't quite remember. I, I feel mm-hmm. like I watched it, but I don't know where or when or anything. Well, we watched it at home on our TV, and I made popcorn. And we had, because we paid for it, we actually rented it, it suddenly felt different. Like the popcorn was necessary, <laughs> and the lights were dimmed, and we just totally enjoyed it like we were in a theater. Like it was magical. Yeah. Even though it's, you know, it's, what is it, a three-star movie or something? It's We just loved all the scenes and the action scenes, and we yeah. felt like applauding. You know, we didn't, but... Well, finally, the big screen home experience arrives. Then, eh? Like, I think I think renting it made yeah. the difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's special. Yeah, sorry for the. Uh, I know you weren't a big fan of those, but uh, no, that was okay. I loved the way you did that. Actually, you stopped fast. me from wrecking it by expressing my opinion. Oh, in the first you're place. saying we're off mic, so you're saying we're done. I'm just complimenting you on how you did the. My God, he's a lot of work. No, well, we like, certain... every time I turn around, I'm having to just. Dig massive plots of earth to deal with you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm high maintenance, but I'm worth it. Yeah. Beauty <laughs> comes at a cost. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I think we need to hear about a requiem for the shuttle job. This is this, this week's Tales from the Shuttle.
I hope you've enjoyed the music because this little thing is just about, that's probably the last time I'll ever play it. So I was minding my own business in February and my workmate, Dale of North Vancouver, not a listener, no shout out to Dale. <laughs> uh, we said, should be trashing him, by the way. <laughs> no, just, we yeah. should just keep working him over. Um, sent me a text saying, did you get a bank deposit from Cap Volkswagen? Said no. So I look in there, sure enough, I did. And it was my severance pay and my vacation pay. So I'm finally released as an employee of Capilano Volkswagen. Having not worked a day in the last two years there, finally they've got me off the payroll. So no more shuttle driving experiences for me, I don't think, at Capilano Volkswagen. They didn't reinstate with other drivers. I don't, I'm pretty sure they didn't. So they started with some fresh drivers now? No, they did not reinstate with other drivers. They just... They, they stopped do, the service. Yeah, because it's just not worth it. You you know, you were having to worry, think about things like, well, what do we do? Build a partition between the driver and everybody? Do we make everybody wear a mat? Do we have one person in the car? It's just... Well, there's still taxi drivers, so I'm not yeah, sure why. It just wasn't worth it for them. Yeah. I mean, they take a hit in the salaries. They take a hit in the car depreciation. But they might take a hit in the business if people well, start taking their cars elsewhere. I guess the experience over the two years has been they didn't notice. Right. Yeah. Because there's, is there only one Volkswagen place on the entire North Shore? There might be still one in West Van. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Mm. There was for a long time. Maybe they got together on the golf course with the West Van guys and said, <laughs> look. I don't know. If we both stop this service, we're not going to lose any business. What well, do you think? Other guys are still doing it. Honda's still doing it. Like lots of other dealers are still doing it. Yeah, but you don't take your Volkswagen to get fixed at the Honda no, dealer. No, you don't. You might take it to Burnaby, which is just right over the bridge. But whatever, anyways, I, I just I was surprised. I'm sure people don't really like coming into Burnaby, though. Well, they don't like going over the bridge, that's for sure. It's just yeah. a nightmare. Yeah, it's yeah. a nightmare. Anyway, that was what it was. I just got paid out for that. And I thought it was fun that they waited almost two full years to finally clear their books. I had forgotten all about. Was it like a nice little Easter egg? Yeah, it was like 700 bucks or something like that. That's pretty darn nice. Yeah, it was great. Nice little surprise check. Yes, it was. 780, I think, in fact. And then did you get emailed a statement or? No, I didn't. It's just the honor system. I think it's just the honor system. I can't remember. They'll issue a T4 probably. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, geez, probably nice for, one, RJ. For 2022, you'll probably yeah. get one more T4 from them. I think that's right, because I don't believe I received one for this mm-hmm. year, and they're going to count it as income earned in 2022. Yeah, in most countries in Europe, you don't even have to do your taxes. It's all just done. They submit all this stuff to the government. The government calculates it for you. You're done. Imagine how that would go over with our conservative members here well, in Canada. Well, we've covered this in past years, but it's worth revisiting. H&R Block. <laughs> Lobbyists. Big, really? big money. Yeah, in both oh the U.S. and God. Canada to make sure that they'd never take steps towards Simplify. A, That's depressing. Sue just texted this to me. I am heartbroken. Will Smith resigns from the Academy. Woof. Just thought you should know. Hey, what is that woof? So, so hey, where do you get that woof from? I hear that all the time. Woof. From, and I'm going, where's that come from? Oh, in my world, it comes from camera crews. They often will say that. Or, <clears throat> okay. Just, uh, okay. Back up the dolly. Just woof. That means stop. Yeah. Cool. Oh, wow. Did not know that. Wow. I mean, th- they've obviously 
borrowed it from something, I assume. Oof. Yeah. There's so much to learn, eh? That's the great thing about life in general. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. it's never ending. And I'm going to try and get the all the kind of the flavors of woof so I, I too can start using it at the right time. Well, I didn't even mention my whole pursuit of Mandarin. Woof. <laughs> yeah, you should woof at that. Duolingo. Yeah, yeah. Sue's doing Duolingo for French. My right. daughter's doing Duolingo for French in Montreal. Et toi? Well, I know enough French. I oh, don't need don't to use to Duolingo so, for that. So I dance with all these Chinese guys. And are they? They all speak Cantonese, <laughs> which is unfortunate because Duolingo only offers Mandarin. But I decided I just didn't care. So I've been, what, 38 days, I think, of Mandarin. Good for every you. Day, just for fun. Just to see, and uh, you know, it's it's interesting watching how the product itself works, just how they introduce things, how they try to bring you along. Like they don't give you any context, no warning. You just start, boom, you just, boom, there's a Chinese character. Holy crap, what's that? How different is uh, Mandarin from Cantonese? It's actually quite different. I didn't, yeah. I, I only know, the only example I have is counting to four because when we dance, somebody counts to four, and they're all Cantonese speakers, so they count in Cantonese. Yeah, some say. Yeah. And in Mandarin, it's E-R-S-A-N-S. Like, it's oh. pretty sharp, right? It's quite yeah, a difference. Big difference, yeah. And it goes like that all the way through. There's just, if you only speak Canto, you have a lot of trouble with Mandarin. You can pick little bits up, but mm. only little bits, apparently. Anyway, it's been pretty fun. I will not venture any of it here. I've tried it a couple times on the four Mandarin speakers, and you just get these blank looks. They're supportive, but very blank. <laughs> See, that's that's nothing like that. That's very good. That's well, when I took Cantonese. Cantonese like 30 years ago, I just memorized that one line. Yeah. That's it. I, I can count and maybe do some colors. But I memorized that, and I trot it out from time to time. <laughs> it's impressive, I think. Do you have some leisure time? Yeah. Let's hear it again. Uh, you say it's D-A-K, but you don't pronounce the K, but your voice should stop there. And uh, what's cool about it is duck means have, right? And m means don't. So duck means have or not have, right? So all their questions about are you going to do something or whatever often will be verb, m, verb. Like you're going to do it or not do it. Like that's, it's just an awesome little poetic way of talking. Yeah, and it's, it's Cantonese, even though it's sort of slowly waning, it still has a massive number of people that speak it. It's a little disappointing that Duolingo doesn't support it. Yeah, maybe I didn't look hard enough. I maybe, don't know. Maybe one of the other language uh, apps. Yeah. But I'm so far in. 38 days. I can't just turn back now. Yeah. Like, I'd have to do about 3,800 days to become any kind of fluent. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm well into French, and I learn very slowly, but I make little bits of progress. Yeah. And when I make my progress, it's when I'm pissed off. <laughs> like, they asked me to key in a whole sentence. Yeah. I'm going, well, you never taught me that, right? And so it just yeah. gets my... I'm just annoyed. Yeah. And then they they give me the answer when I fail. Yeah. And the next thing you know, that word is now locked in. Yeah. Because I'm mad, right? <laughs> well, and it's like that same thing. That I'll do a fail because uh, I used the wrong pronoun. I said his instead of hers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or I'll say, I drink tea. 
uh, instead of it should have been you drink tea, you know, and I, that really annoys me. And it's, it solidifies my recognition of the character for me and you, knee and wa, wa. Fun, anyways. Fun. Yeah, and Moby, when you ask a question like that, you, you can't have your voice change at all on the last word. Like in English, you, you go, are you going to the, are you going to the store? Rising. Yeah, and you can't do that in Chinese because each word's meaning has changed by whether you intone it up or down. So it's the dot and dot is is that establishes as a question, but the rest of the sentence is not said with any kind of raising question. And when the teacher was teaching us, there would be a few people in the class would never quite get mm. there, right? So the teacher would ask them to say a word like green, and they would go look sick. Because <laughs> they're not sure that they're correct. Yeah, they're asking her if Lock and the sick teacher is right. would go, "No, look, look sick, look sick," <laughs> <laughs> and it just like there's just a certain like yeah. in all of us we sort of have yeah. certain things that are super hard to learn, and so some people they were just hopeless at that. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I, a fun discovery was that you can change any sentence because the structures of the sentence is the same whether it's a declarative or a question. Structure is exactly the same, but if you put ma at the end, it's a question. Right, right. Just right. end it with ma, it's yeah. instantly a question. Yeah. My teacher's phone number is 8231. My teacher's phone number is 8231 ma, which means, is my teacher's phone number 823? You know, like it's- Yeah, and because really, I dropped out of French in high school pretty early in grade 10, I didn't learn a lot of French, and I, I was surprised to learn some French sentences are like that as well, right? Yeah. You just say the sentence and then raise your voice at the end to indicate that it's a yeah. question, not a, so same, same I mean, we can do that too. You go into the store. Yeah. Same as English. Or you're, you're going to the store. Yeah. But I mean, the French seem to use that more often than us or no, maybe not. I don't think so. I, oh, maybe not. Okay. But they do use it. Same as us. It's just fun. Uh, I don't know how long I'll keep it up for, but I've invested 38 days at like 20 minutes a day. Don't I give think. up now. <laughs> Was it? I got to ask you. Told you the beginning was going to be. Was it? I had fun. Had <laughs> a boy, RJ. Write and tell us if you're not KJ or RJ. Write in and tell us whether it was fun or not. And whatever else you do or don't do, make sure you do keep looking out for yourself because we need you out there having fun, being productive, listening to our crazy nonsense week in and week out, month in and month out. Take care of yourselves. We'll talk soon. Bye bye. See ya. I'd like to see the sales figures on liquid death. The primary appeal in liquid death was not that the guy was doing some environmentally wonderful thing. It was that he was having a really unique marketing approach. That's all. So, <laughs> come on.